0: Hello and welcome to Glastocast, the unofficial Glastonbury Festival podcast. And it's our very first episode. Can we do a celebratory cheer in the studio? Woo! <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call it studio. They cannot see it. So that's what's going <laughs> to be. A studio. It's studio, it's a studio, yeah. So, yeah, well, let's meet our host. I'm Miguel. I run the glasgow 360 account. I post some photospheres taken at the festival. You can look around and really immerse yourself, feel some of that Glastonbury vibe. And I'm also joined by Jesse. How are you, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I'm really good, thanks, yeah.
0: And you also on Twitter?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Um, so I run a festival blog called Where's My Tent? Uh, so my Twitter would be at Where's My Tent? Um, and, yeah, it's it's something I love to do. I, pretty much every summer I go to 10... Possibly more festivals, um, but Glastonbury will always have my heart. It's always my number one.
0: You know, first time, to- first time I found out about your blog, I thought the name was a, refer- a reference to the fact that people actually get lost at festivals. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it can also mean that where is your tent right now because you attend so many festivals. <laughs>
1: ah, so like, where's my tent this where's weekend? Tent this week. like, yeah, yeah. Which
0: festival? Not was sure, I I'm not this sure weekend. if the double meaning was intended. <laughs> no, you
1: know what? I, I never thought of it that way. I was just thinking of the classic. Walking home and going, oh, wait, which one's mine yeah, again? Which but, one? Yeah, which is Yeah, that makes fun. sense. All yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Ray, we also
0: have Rob here. How, how are you, Rob?
2: I'm very well, thanks. Really pleased to be here. Excited. And who are you on Twitter? Oh, on Twitter. Um, so I am, I run under the Twitter, um, all things Glastow. As uh, a page I set up a, a number of years ago, when unfortunately I wasn't able to get a ticket one year, so I have been there. Um, but yeah, I set it up to, to allow me to kind of enjoy the festival, because I love it so much, and it was really, really tough not being there. Uh, so yeah, it started a few years ago, and it's, it's really gathering some pace now.
0: So All Things Glasgow, can you live up to that
2: name? Well, um, I'll certainly try my very best. Yeah. <laughs> I ho- hopefully, I, I,
0: I'm, I'm getting there. Well, we, we hope so, too, because Excellent. we started a podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> There's no going back. Excellent, yeah. We're doing this, we're starting a podcast, and this is our first episode. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're talking about today, that first time. Absolutely. I mean, I'm quite excited for our
2: first Glastonbury cast. I mean, I've never done anything oh, like God, this yes. before, so uh, I'm nervous. I'm kind of excited already. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: nervous but excitedly nervous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The
2: kind of feelings exactly. people can probably expect from their first
0: Glastonbury. Match. Yes, uh, well, I've seen think- there's a meta uh, significance there. <laughs> yeah, that theme works well. You know, first podcast, first Glastonbury. Absolutely. So stay with us to hear stories of about a first Glastonbury experience. Maybe learn what you can expect from yours. And this episode is really about the Glastonbury magic. So, so why Glastocast? What are we trying to do here, Rob?
2: Well, I think um, much like probably a lot of people out there, we love talking about Glastonbury, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of experience between the three of us. And we can spend hours talking, hours and hours about all the different things we love and what we know. And we figured, why don't we share that with people that, that don't know? Those, you know, people that are maybe going for their first sec- first time, maybe their second time, just looking for a few bits of extra information. And there's plenty of guys like us uh, who, who have been there and learned from it. And why yeah. not? Why not share it? Well, what, what you find when you go with new people or you invite your friends, yeah. they look to you for, right, exactly. what do you do? You've been here before. You seem to know everything there is to know, which... I'm not going to claim I do, I very much don't. But between the three of us, I think we can probably share quite a lot of good information and hopefully
0: get people as excited as we are. So, so really, this year is the, was the first time I organized a large group of people for the sale back in October. Hello, guys. <laughs> and then uh, you mentioned that people, maybe new people, look, look to you. So the podcast is really aimed to those who were lucky in October.
1: So I I just think podcasting is like a really great medium for this as well. So it's, you know, us getting in a room and having a chat and you can hear the excitement in our voice, you can hear our previous experiences and it's just a nice way you can listen on your way to work which is I know what I do with podcasts yeah so you can sit and listen on your way to work with a big smile on your face and think about all the excitement that's going to come in June
2: Jesse I completely agree and and I think we've we've got a lot to offer you know we're new to this though Uh, we're not podcasters we're not broadcasters but what we're going to do is we're going to enjoy talking about what we love and that is Glastonbury
0: yeah so we really want to make a guide for people who were lucky in October and really share the knowledge on how to get ready for your first Glastonbury
1: Yeah, that's what our first few episodes, let's say, uh, season one will be. We're going to put together a guide, um, you know, I've got my ticket, now what? What are the things you have to think about before you get there? What's arrivals like? Where would I maybe camp? What are the toilets like? All these questions that we all get asked by our friends all the time when they haven't been to Glastonbury. So we want to just make sure that you are prepared and just give you some information that you might not be able to find elsewhere.
0: Yeah, Jesse just gave you a preview on what's uh, <gasps> what's coming
1: next. <laughs> Season one. <laughs>
0: Well, we certainly don't know everything about Glastonbury, but we do have some years of experience between us. Jesse, how did you get to Glastonbury?
1: So my first Glastonbury was 2008 and I really wasn't even that bothered about going. I was more into my rock music and the only thing that mattered to me was the lineup. and obviously Glastonbury, you don't normally find out about the lineup until a lot sort of closer to the, to the time. So I had booked tickets to Reading and Download and I was, you know, looking forward to, to those two and it was only that my mum suggested, oh, why don't you go to Glastonbury as well? <laughs> I know, of <laughs> all things, and I wasn't really that bothered. I said, oh yeah, well, you know, it's another festival, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um... But I wasn't all that excited about it until I got there and saw just the sheer size of it. Just it was on a complete another level. It's not the same as anything else I'd ever been to before. Uh, And I knew within kind of 12 hours of being there that I would keep going until, well, until either I stopped or the festival stopped. I knew that this is Uh, this was my home.
0: And you've been to every edition since?
1: Yes, I have been wow. to every edition since. Lucky girl. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I've been very lucky. Um, Kind of, obviously, there's been a couple of festival, uh, sorry, fallow years in yeah, yeah, 2012 yeah. and 2018. So, uh, yeah. But apart from that, so th- that means this year, 2019, will be my 10th Glastonbury. Wow. So I'm very excited about it. Well, I must ask, have you taken your mum yet? Have I taken? Yeah. Mom? Oh well, no. she, 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 she She was the reason you got there the first place. Oh yeah, I can't, there's absolutely no way my mum would come. You, to you me. don't want to
0: change your blog name to "Where's My Mum"? Where's my mum? <laughs> no.
1: Um, she she likes to see all my pictures and she likes yeah. to watch it on the BBC and see if she can spot me. But no, I don't. Even if I got her the poshest glamping option, there is no way she would do it. Maybe for a day. Okay. Maybe I'll take her for a day. Nice. All right. Good. <laughs> Rob, what's your story?
2: Right. So my first Glastonbury was. Well, this will show my age. Way back in yeah. two two thousand and two. Yeah. And I, so if I can kind of set the scene, I remember quite specifically. I was sat in the common room at, at school. I was in the sixth form, and uh, a group of a group of guys were talking about going to Glastonbury, and uh, I was listening in, and, and they said, well. I sat with my friend and they're like, why Why don't you guys come? We've got this big group going. Why don't you join us? And we're like, oh, when is it? And then, like, oh, it's in June. So it's not not even that far away. So I mean, mm. like like you, Jesse, we left it really last minute mm. and, and had no issue getting tickets. So if Only that was the case still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> totally, totally different. Yeah, very, very different days. But so, yeah, we got our tickets and and off we went. And I say 2002 was the first year of the big wall. So yeah. it was the first year without the jumpers. And looking back, I, I think it was, must have been... In, in the region of thirty thousand jumpers had had got in in the previous year, mm. uh-huh. which meant that the the license was granted quite late. But luckily, it was granted, and uh, and we went. Um, and it was it was it was huge. Mm. It was massive. We we went on the coach, uh, my friends and I, all of us. There was a big group of us. Must have been maybe twelve of us. And we rocked up and just kind of thought, right, where do we go from here? And 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 we said, right, we 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 kind of looked at the map and thought, right, we want to pa- we want to camp here. Uh-huh. And other than that, we'd we'd planned nothing. So yeah. <laughs> we're, off we off we went on our walk to the to the place where we decided to camp. And kind of forty minutes into the walk, we thought, have we? Uh- we no, made a mistake here <laughs> surely we can't go any further than this but you know eventually we, we kind of got over there and and set up our our camp in a little circle with all, all of us and just proceeded to have whereabouts was the that best i really want to know time. where you thought yeah. without
1: having been to Glastonbury, was
2: where it well, narrow, don't well wow, yeah i mean great. it was bas- i mean we'd had a little chat and we kind of looked at where, where the stages were and we th- we thought right okay we want to go we want to be close but not too close let's go here um and then we got to the got to the gates and asked right where are we and they put Pointed and we're like oh, okay okay that can't be too far and then it, it's it's huge isn't it so um yeah we got set up and yeah like I said just went on to have the greatest week oh, it wasn't a quite a week then but yeah. the greatest time ever uh and as I remember as we were leaving because we'd got the coach we were all sat and we we're like right we're coming next year
1: aren't we everyone mm-hmm. was like yep yeah definitely yeah. 100% mm-hmm.
2: we will be here next yeah. year that soon we'd already decided we were going again
1: That's the thing, your group just keeps growing and growing, I find. Like, when I first used to go to Glastonbury, I used to take one or two friends and i'd have to convince them like come on like it'll be really good come with me and it's just every year it's got bigger and bigger and now there's probably 35 40 of us that wow try and count wow together. i think like it's a it's difficult to try and all count together <laughs> but we manage it we've managed it so far anyway so
2: i think i might have gone the other way I, I, really my, yeah my group's got much smaller and smaller uh, but the people that right, we just, see when it's just we very get selective there, <laughs> is getting bigger and bigger yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Well, for me, it's when I I actually moved to UK in 2009 from Brazil. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I just had access to this amazing music scene. Mm -hmm. So I spent the first year of my life in UK just going to every gig I could. Like some music venues were my second home. But it was only 2010, I started looking to summer festivals. Mm. But because it was already late into summer, my first camping festival in UK was still in the Park. Oh, right. (laughs) Ah, Up in Scotland. Up in Scotland, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so I went by myself with a £10 tent Ooh, <laughs> this, <laughs> is not, <laughs> this is not a joke. It was a 10 pound tent. Uh, I had to sleep diagonally to fit in. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, it was raining like crazy. It was windy, very windy, super muddy. And I freaking love it. I love it. So <laughs> anyway, uh, quite the introduction. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you thought I was gonna say the opposite. I, I, that was it. I loved it, and I, and then of course coming back, I started reading more into festivals. Then uh, then you find about Glastonbury and I made my mission. Well, I'm gonna go to Glastonbury in 2011. Mm-hmm. But then it comes to ticket sale. It was already nerve breaking that time. I think it took four hours to sell out. But I was able to secure a ticket for myself and two friends. That was my first time then. And mm-hmm. like yourselves. I realized I would always come back, and I've been back to every edition
1: since. We've been very lucky, haven't we, really? Yeah, Both yeah. me and you have been able to get tickets uh, every, exactly. since, since the beginning. R- Rob, you've been sort of... Well,
2: yeah, I've, I kind of flitted in and out. Um, like I said, my first festival was back in 2002. Tickets, no problem in 2003, apart from for uh, one friend who, who seemed to just kind of wait and wait and wait. Uh, I vaguely remember because he ended up having to do his ticket through eBay. Uh, yeah. Which, oh, wow. which I think <laughs> was the good. first time that had kind of started, and then uh, he paid like enormously through the roof for his ticket because it was a uh, sort of last minute, it was, I'm yeah. Know, so yeah. it sold out, but then, but there was because there was already the wall, Photographs? Or well, no, not started? at this no. point, but because of okay. because of the year of the wall had stopped people jumping in, and they did try, but it mm. was unsuccessful. So 2003, that was that first time where right, no one's getting in over the wall. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you want to get in, you need you a ticket. To the ticket. Yeah. So I mean, the, it was no means hours or anything like that but you know people who got in quickly got them uh, he he just neglected to 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 buy straight away and ended up buying on ebay and then 2004 was the was the first year that i didn't get a ticket so i mean it was a, a sad story really i i, I I tried to get my ticket. I was unsuccessful. I actually, at this point, was trying over the phone, which I haven't done for many years. Mm-hmm. But back then, that's how I used to do it. Um So I was, I was really annoyed. I hadn't got a ticket. So I went out and uh, I bought something. I can't remember what, but, you know, to make myself feel better. And then late afternoon, I got a call back saying that... Uh, there was a ticket available. Did I still want it? But I oh, back the
0: money. Did you get a- <laughs> call back. Yeah. That's
2: Unheard so funny. Of, but so I wasn't able to go, unfortunately. My friends still did go without me, to, which I was most annoyed about. But they had uh, a fantastic time. So I started going again in 2013. Hmm. And good year, 2000 it was years. fantastic. I, I, honestly, yeah. It, yeah. it was a moment of, what what have I been doing? Why, why haven't I been here? And I couldn't answer the question. And it was just
0: it, after a fallow year. Yeah, I yeah, just so got out of the that's habit. Well. It's always magical. So 2012
2: was a fallow like, year. Thing, mm. right? <laughs> yeah, so no one was there um, in 2012, but 2013 was was massive. And yeah. it just made me realise I'd been a fool to not go, or at least, at least to try and go. And from t- 2003 to 2013, the difference... I mean, I said 2003 was big. 2013 mm. just blew yeah. that away. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, I, I, it was almost like going to the festival again for the first time. It was so different. Uh, and I just... The first few days, again, I just was wandering around in awe. Uh, of everything I was seeing. Um,
0: Rob, you're making me shiver, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, it's actually making me, me as well. Like I said, we, we, we're three people that love, love Glastonbury. Yeah. We love talking about Glastonbury. It's
0: all very real for us. I know since I've been the first time, I honestly planned my life around that week in June. Mm, and, oh, I co- and I get and I really get lost on fallow years but what do I do now <laughs> what's what, what to waiting for this year there's nothing going on there's no Glastonbury <laughs>
2: yeah last year was very strange very strange I mean the
0: one thing that kind of got me
2: through was yes 2018 was a fallow year but October was still ah, 2018 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I counted that as yeah, my little yeah. thing to look forward to and for 2018 yeah absolutely
1: I mean I filled obviously I filled my summer with other festivals I had a very Glastonbury shaped hole um but still obviously I I like to entertain myself with other ones here's a question for you both actually if you didn't get the time off work to go to Glastonbury I know I know Ah. I would quit my job that is that is the level (laughs) of commitment I'm quitting live right now (laughs) if I was in a job where I said to my boss right and you know well in advance I'm not saying I'm trying to book it off two weeks in advance but if I said well in advance I need this week off for Glastonbury and they said absolutely not because we need you at this thing then I would quit I don't know about you wow yeah Yeah. that's easy to answer (laughs) I'm
2: I'm not not in a job where really I could just quit like yeah no true (laughs) yeah but having said that I can bring my own spin to it what we do we have to pick our leave in September Right. For the fall so before you've got next ticket. year. Okay. Ah. So I have to, if I choose to commit to the Glastonbury week, I have to do so before I've got a ticket. Ah. It can cause some risks. Um, I, I remember a couple of years ago, um, the, the the year I had to get my ticket in the resale, actually, uh, a friend of mine had decided late on that, oh, actually, you talk about Glastonbury a lot. It sounds amazing. i come with you. I think I'm going to yeah. go. <laughs> but the way it works is only one of us could be off. So it was kind of like, oh. oh, no. So he booked the leave. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I got a ticket. He didn't. So we swapped. Uh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. I took the gamble. gamble. He, he did yeah. a book of holiday uh, in Malta I instead, uh, and he still uh, took holidays. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you are listening, you, you know who you are. I'm sorry, but I had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: 2014, I couldn't get a ticket. Actually, why? Yeah, uh, and it was a year. Actually, I was organizing five people to come with me. It was the f- my group was really getting bigger. I convinced yeah. some really good mm. friends to finally come after to listening to me talking so much about glass numbers. Okay, Miguel, we go with you. So come October. Couldn't get a ticket. I was devastated. Oh, mm. did they get the ticket? No, no. no because
2: oh, I, no one did. It was mainly me buying oh, for okay, I was the six say, of us. Any more than six <laughs> you, in your group and your are yes, exactly.
1: Oh, I mean, as <laughs> yeah. I said, I have a syndicate of maybe yeah. up to 80 people. So, okay. yeah. Oh, wow. But you, you volunteered that year, That's right? the
0: thing. Uh, so I, was, I had really good friends of mine. Uh, joining me that year I, I couldn't get a ticket I was devastated they didn't bother much because <laughs> they didn't been there yet <laughs> yeah. at that time uh, however I did tell all of them I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it's a way I'm, is it still happening guys I don't know about you I don't care anymore but <laughs> actually you know, I'm gonna find a way of doing it's my it my plan now yeah. And yeah I managed to volunteer I worked at the bars at the Glade Glade I'm Bars excellent and and I end up going by myself but of course I met uh, that year was fantastic I met so many amazing people I had a great time and well you have to do three eight hour shifts but working at the bar is just so it's much fun. fun it's yeah. good fun and you go out with people that were working with you and when you do your night shift you end like two three in the morning and then you just yeah. go straight into the after hours who was
2: the uh who was the act that was on when you were working your night shift can you remember uh, I
0: think it was Metallica I think that oh year. wow it was, okay. wasn't it okay. uh but uh, I really want to see Arcade Fire Day. So, uh, I, mean, I was off and I had a great Friday night. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 2014 is, still, is is one year I hold really close to my heart.
2: Uh, do you know what? I, I gave my ticket up in 2014. What? Yeah, I was lucky. I got a ticket. Um, but I was uh, talked into a holiday of a lifetime situation. And right. and it was a case of, uh, looking back, I mean, it was a fantastic holiday. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, the whole time I was away, I was thinking about it. I was thinking, ah, oh, I bet they're having a great time at Glastonbury. I kind of wish I was there, which just kind of shows how great it is to be in another part of the world still thinking about what's going on in Glastonbury. Oh, yeah.
1: So I had uh, two of my friends got married in 20... I think it was 2017. But they played a bit of a joke on me because they told me... They were going to get married in Glastonbury weekend. They were like, "I'm really sorry oh, no. the, the venue." The only the only time the venue had free was you know Saturday the twenty whatever of June when it, I can't remember what it was. And ex friends now then. No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, this, this is the thing. I was like, are you, "Are you you know how much this means to me? Are you joking?" uh Like I say, luckily they were planning to get married in Hampshire. So I, being the good friend that I am, was like, "Right, okay, so I can go to Glastonbury on the front on the Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. I'll get up, I'll drive, I'll go to the wedding." I'll have have a shower somewhere i started planning all these wow. logistics of how i could <laughs> do both wow uh and i almost got to the point where i was booking tr- a train so i didn't have to drive so i thought oh, i'll book a train there and then they turned around and went oh no we we're only joking we knew it would wind you up we're actually getting married in august harsh. But That is I know. <laughs> that's, harsh. that's how much they knew it would wind me up but they they teased me anyway I mean yeah. that was uh, yeah w- one hell of a joke
2: yeah for the record everybody listening don't make jokes about that we take it very seriously
0: yeah. yeah. and if they
1: were any further away than Hampshire then uh, you know there's me saying I'm such a good friend if they said they were getting married in Scotland then I would have gone to Glastonbury and had to not go to their wedding so <laughs> <laughs> just saying <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, Miguel here. I thought I would take a break from editing our magnificent first episode. I hope you're enjoying it, by the way. To ask you, have you visited our website? Well it's easy, glastocast.co.uk. Cast, cost, (laughs) doesn't really matter, as long as you visit to find out links for subscribing to our podcast using your favorite app and for connecting with us on social media. When you do, say hello and answer our interactivities because we want you to be part of our upcoming episodes. And now, back to myself in the studio. So isn't it great that we had such different starts, but we love it all the same? What? So my question is, what is it about Glastonbury? Why we come back every year? Jesse, what do you think?
1: Well... Uh... I say it's a tough one. It's not. It's more it's a tough one to put into words. Um, for me, uh, I think, well, it comes down to a few things. Firstly, it's you can make it whatever festival you want it to be. There is something sure for everyone, no matter your music taste. Say that they have 500 plus stages, yeah. don't they? Because they have all these little tiny areas to explore. Um, Glastonbury is not about the headliners. Everybody talks about it so much. That's not why people go. And once you've been once, you'll realise that. But yeah, if you're if you're, you know, really into your drum and bass, there's loads of different kind of electronic music areas. If you really love your indie, there's you know, you've got John Peel. Um it, it, there really is something for everybody. Or if you just love like if you're a foodie, then yeah, you, like, really <laughs> different foods to choose from. Or you can go and spend your weekend having a massage in the greenfield and then you know. Making a carving, a wooden spoon, whatever you want to do, there is something that you will find that you will love.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, the size is yeah, what makes the it size so exactly. You can and uh, yeah, you can experience. It's like so many festivals in, in one. one. Yeah, in you one. can find your way of experiencing it, and you and uh, the more you go you find different things.
2: Oh, uh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It is a it is a vast festival. It's very very big, but it also for me is it's being part of something big in in the in the broader sense. You mm-hmm. know, Glastonbury is world famous. People travel from all around the world to come to the festival. It's broadcast nationally on on the BBC. Internationally as it's now. internationally you, you can listen to it online, on the radio. It's huge. So, whilst you're there, it feels
0: big while you're there, but to be part of something bigger as well. It feels really special. And not just that, I think the fact that it it's pretty much everything is all mixed you don't have the camping area separated from yeah. the stages for the arenas yeah that's I really mean, important i think jesse because you've been to so many different festivals you can you can say something but what that makes us so we changed the dynamic really of the festival i think
1: yeah yeah no i mean you feel like you're in amongst it uh i i've been to a few festivals where you have separate kind of campground and then a walk and then the arena and you know the, the camping is a separate part of it you you know you, it's almost like being in a hotel well not quite <laughs> but you know it, it it feels separate to the there's not stuff going on around you. You can't get out of your tent and look around and go, oh, uh, you know what's going on in that tent over there. There's so much going on, and to feel in amongst and a part of it. And I mean, Dustin, we do a lot of work for that anyway to make you feel, you know, that you love the farm, leave no trace, you know, that you're a part of something special for the weekend. But it's just not having that barrier between this is where you sleep and this is where you have fun.
0: And I think that also means that it really never stops. Mm. So f- when festival had the camping area separated, it means at one moment it sort of closed down when you go back to your camping. Glastonbury just keeps going. Mm-hmm. It's Twenty four hours a day, baby. it certainly does
2: now. I mean, when I, like I said, going back to to when we first started, I think back then. A lot of the festival didn't exist. Certainly the, the southeast corner wasn't there from what I can remember. Uh, and actually in those first few years uh, th- th- there was actually time to sleep and, and not yeah. feel like you were missing out because now it is a 24 hour festival. Yeah. There is always something going on. Um, and for every amazing thing you see there's mm-hmm. hundreds of amazing things going I'm on elsewhere. At the same time. And you just can't possibly see everything at the same time. And I think that's what brings people back. You can go there year on year and have a completely different experience. The festival is massive, you know, and and each and every time you have a different time, you know, that you can leave your everyday life at home and you can just embrace everything that, that, that the festival has to offer. It brings out all the different sides of your personality. And you do find, I mean, there's obviously big, big name headliners mm-hmm. every year uh, they're not always to people's taste, but that gives you the opportunity to explore different types of music. Maybe music you didn't really realise that you liked. You know, all of a sudden you're in somewhere like, I don't know, croissant nerf, a little mm. tent that you have no idea who any of the people are maybe. And all of a sudden you get absorbed in that atmosphere and see one of the one of your favourite performances of the weekend. Yeah. You just never know what's going to happen.
1: I think that's it. Like, you know, this will be my 10th year, oh. but every single time I come home on the Monday and I might have had the best time I, every, every time I'm on Monday going, God, I've just had the most amazing couple of days. Uh, you know, you relive the memories, but I always get the Glasgow Blues, which we talk about. And even then, the Glasto Blues is me thinking, God, you know, you hear other people say, oh, I went and saw this or, you know, so-and-so did a secret set here and you you start to think about the things that you didn't do. And even after 10 years, there are things I haven't done. There are places I haven't been. I haven't found the Stone Dragon. I haven't, <laughs> okay. all these kinds of things. I haven't Wait, found the underground it, piano bar. I know where it, is, I uh, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> where it is, but I haven't gone searching, let's say. Um, and all of these little things that you just think, God, next time I need to do that. You start planning your next Glastonbury on yeah. in the car ride home from the one you've just been to. I've
0: never been to the rabbit hole.
1: Oh, I've done wow. uh, good. Because
0: I, I think things that require queuing yeah. took to me some mm. for example, I just I only went up the Ribbon Tower like on my third or fourth class number. Mm. I've never been up the ribbon tower. Yeah, see? Never. <laughs> there you go. And never. I and I just went up because I I mean for me the after hours is really a big part of it. Mm, yeah, I really yeah. love the after hours. I think is when I have my best stories. And I I pretty much see the sunrise every day when I'm at Glastonbury So that's when I went to the went up the Ribbon Tower. I was just going back to my tent to have that. Try to have one or two hours of sleep before it started to <laughs> Yeah. And then suddenly I, I I went past the Ribbon Tower. There was only what ten people. Say, oh, this is it. Now I'm is funny. the
1: time to go up. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Seeing um, it on the sunrise.
2: One of the funny things I'll always say when I talk to people and they ask me what's what's this, what's that, what, how do you plan, I. I kind of make a general plan, but I don't know about you guys, but I find that my plan often changes as soon as I start. You get drawn off into things that yeah. you weren't prepared for. Oh, yeah. You see something and all of a sudden, yeah, you know, I'm walk past the cabaret tent. And you, oh, I love that comedian, but I'm, what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> And you just kind of plan's out the window.
1: Yeah,
0: I think this is a good point because there's a mistake. I think a lot of people do in the first Glastonbury is that you have a copy of the lineup and you, and you go around chasing stages it's, it's a common mistake. We call it a common mistake
2: because yeah. we've we've done it so many times. But I think people do tend to think of Glastonbury and the size and all the acts and think, right, this is my opportunity to see all these acts. Mm. And it's not until they get there and realize, actually,
1: wow. I say this to my friends when when it's their first time. They get the lineup out. As as Miguel said, as you said, Rob as well. They get the lineup out and they go, oh, at one o'clock, I'm going to see so and so on John Peel. Well, yeah, yeah, And then at two o'clock, I'm going to see so and so on Arcadia. And then it's and I'm there looking at them like. You're not huh? <laughs> yeah. It's going to take you An hour to walk Between those places It's that big um, So I normally say To my friends I'm like right Pick two things Of a day That you absolutely Really want to be at And then the rest of the time Just enjoy it Just kind of think Oh well I know that this is on And if I'm in that General area I'll go and take a look Or just follow your eyes Follow your ears See what you come across But I I, my, That's my plan for a day Is to not plan As you say But I'll, <laughs> I'll pick two things That I'm like right I, I absolutely want to see This person And I absolutely want to see this person and then that's that's my day planned that is really good advice and that's exactly what i do
0: (laughs) and when and when i say pick two things it doesn't mean it's the ones i want to see the most i actually think how far away they are and so so i need to make sacrifices maybe Mm. the second act i really want to see is so close to the other i just say well i'm not gonna go then and i pick something from early i do Mm -hmm. i do plan like that
2: (laughs) yeah excellent and these are the kind of tips that we want to (laughs) share yes got plenty more of these
0: So what I was trying to say is, the lineup don't matter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The lineup means
0: nothing. Well, we're starting to see how magic Glastonbury really is. Do you have anything else to add, Rob?
2: Well, you know, I think we've talked about the actual festival itself a lot. um, And in many ways that speaks for itself. But what really adds to the magic for me um, is the people. The people that go, mm-hmm. the people that make the festival, you know, they are, they're as much a part of what it is as, as the festival itself. Through the years, I've, there seems to be more and more people going, which is great. As the festival's getting bigger, it's bringing more and more people. Uh, and the people that you meet are, are just... The biggest range of people that you could ever expect to meet. But the one thing that they have in common is they're all happy to be at Glastonbury, mm. which really gives the best vibe. You know, everyone is, is in such a good mood, whether it be, you know, the, the get up early people that, uh, you know, get get themselves sorted, have a good breakfast and go and stand at the, at the main stages all day, um, whether it be the people that are just kind of coming home back to their tent from, from being <laughs> out being all night, you know, thing. because you've got the, the, the kind of the southeast corner and the, yeah. the, the dance arena, oh, and yeah. just that whole area, um, you know, that brings out them people. Then you've got the performing artists, the comedians, the people that, you know, generally aren't necessarily there for the music. They're there just to be creative. And then, yeah, so and through all of that, you know, that's, that's how we met, you know, people from... You know, quite far away, all, all over the country, or we'll all meet up in the same place every year. We've all got that same kind of journey we make to get to Glastonbury, mm-hmm. and, and it's fantastic to see um, over the years. You start, you do start seeing familiar faces, and we've we've formed a friendship that has has gone beyond Glastonbury, like how we're sat here now. Here, you know, you form friendships with fantastic people. Um, so for me, I look forward to seeing the people. That I get to get, that I see
0: each year. Yeah, so we need to give a shout to Twisto, which is a group oh, absolutely, that yeah. Orga- Organized on Twitter and meet uh, at Glastonbury every every year. So hey guys. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Twisto started um, before we actually met. Um, I think back in 2010.
1: Is it something like that? No, so Twisto was actually 2008. Uh, I know that because I sort of saw them. Kind of, I walked past a group of people on the Thursday, and then it was after. Uh, the festival and I got the bug and I was like this is the greatest thing um, I am very much a social media mogul so I jumped onto Twitter to you know just to talk about it and um, just happened across the hashtag Twisto and then yeah it became a thing that yearly we all meet up uh, on the Thursday and say hi and then that's how us three kind of got together we all were part of this group excitedly talking about the run up to the festival and, and then we all met at one of these meetups didn't we
0: so if anyone listening is going by themselves, or maybe it's just two of you, start interacting. There's, there's, somewhat, there's many groups online, Facebook and Twitter, and you start making friends, and you're going to know the location and the time of where to go at the beginning of the festival to meet everyone face-to-face and have the time of your life. <laughs> well, guys, I think, it's, I think we're heading down to to the end really I think we had a great Mm. chat I think we're about done for our first time I mean I think we did (laughs) Uh, okay-ish well it certainly felt good from here Uh, you know so thank you guys for being here today and certainly thanks to the listeners
1: so we have our website live and ready to go, which is glastocast.co.uk. Um, on there, you'll find sort of blog posts, you'll find our socials, you'll find ways to get in contact with us. So yeah, check it out, get in contact. We really want to hear from you.
0: And next episode, we're going to start tackling a really big question, which is what to take to Glastonbury. What to pack. What big to question. Pack. <laughs> So see you then.